I got a quick little story time. As he always does. So as you know, my phone has been tweaking the last month. It's just been glitching all over the place, right? So bada boom, I made an appointment for to Apple today uh, at 12.30 and drop off my phone. Uh, it cost me a lot of money, but I'm going to get it fixed, right? So boom, go to the mall, go to Apple, give my phone. I walk out, walk back to my car and realize, wow, I don't have a phone right now. And I'm not going to have a phone for the next four hours, you know? So mm-hmm. obviously, like in my whole walk back, I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm so bored, <laughs> you know? It, and and I was just really reminiscing on the times where we didn't have phones. You remember not having a phone? You remember just having the iPod yeah. and just playing, you know, Angry Birds or Tap Tap Revolution on your little iPad? I don't know what Tap time. Tap Revolution was. But... You didn't live. Anyways, I... um. Got in the car, right? Reached in my pocket, realized I didn't have my phone, and then realized I would have to have a silent ride home now. I can't play music. That's so sad. But little 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 mushroom brain went, You gotta turn on the radio, buddy. We got the radio now, right? Right. So boom, I turn on the radio and I, I swift through some of the radio stations I used to play, right? Ninety five point three, uh one oh six point seven, uh one oh two jams. None of them work anymore. But then I got on a 101.9 and it starts playing uh, a Linkin Park song, an old Linkin Park song. You know mm-hmm. Linkin Park? Of course. The radio was playing One Step Closer by Linkin Park. Um, and it's like a pretty hardcore rock song. And I was listening to this and I was like, man, I hate this type of music, but I really like this song. Why is mm. that? And it's because I have a, an emotional connection towards Linkin Park because I love Linkin Park. I grew up listening to Linkin Park. It was like the only rock band that I knew. But I realized I hate this sound, though. So then in that moment, I realized, you know, ignorance is really just built off of misunderstanding. It's you were a, told this whole story in the beginning to just mention that one part. <laughs> I it's you needed to know the backstory. You know, right. I realized that like maybe I don't hate this type of music. Maybe I just am not processing I'm not processing it the correct way. Maybe I should think about all of these bands the way that I think about Linkin Park because they're all good, you know? So mm-hmm. I said to say, if you feel if you are ignorant towards something, try to find another a deviation into this would have been a great advice at the end of the podcast <laughs> too episode. bad y'all get it right in the beginning anyways welcome back to difficult dish a podcast about different south asian narratives i'm hua and my name is mosh noon and today we thought why not redo our worst episode yet which was our first ever episode talking about education talking about how it's tied to reputation talking about the pressures that our south asian parents put on us talking about failure and success and college and all those type of things because it fits perfectly i am graduating with my master's soon and mashoon just finished his second to last semester and we are very close to finishing school And it's crazy because we just thought it would never come. But here it is. If you can describe your relationship to school in five words, what would it be? Oh, wow. We're counting words words now. Five words. Made me feel stupid sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) That's five, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Made you feel stupid? Right. Sometimes. How did it make you feel stupid? We're going, we're going right into it what's yeah. going on let's, let's get oh it, it made me feel stupid mm-hmm. huh you know i was actually talking to someone about this the other day we were talking about if we should eradicate the sat after you know after you graduate from high school because what's the point of the sat a lot of colleges are not even accepting it anymore and i was talking about how we should eradicate it because sats and standardized testing in general does not measure your your knowledge in any way because even a lot of people in my elementary school as you guys know I work in a first grade classroom I see a lot of the students in third grade up who are still very anxious about these tests there are students that take the whole day to finish a math or ELA test because they're just so anxious and they can't even get their full 
intellectual capabilities out because they're just so anxious about it and they're scared of the grade that they're going to get. They're scared of their parents' reactions. And I also think that SATs and big tests like this don't measure my knowledge at all. And since I got a lower score compared to the other brown smart kids in my community back in the day, I felt so stupid. So it made me feel really dumb because since I got like, I don't even know, I think I got like an 1800 something, which honestly isn't even bad. That's pretty good. I think it's actually above average. I'm not sure. But I got an 1800 out of 2400 or something in comparison to the other kids in the community who are getting like 2100, right? And they got into better schools. They got more scholarship. And I was going to a CUNY school. I didn't get all of those scholarships. I did get some. And I wasn't accepted into all of the private schools. I also did not get any college rejection. So that is a mm. one humble brag. Mm-hmm. But it made me feel stupid because I thought that since I got a lower score compared to everyone else, I would never succeed in life. But you know what? Now that I'm older, it's very hard to not equate myself to my grades. But I realized that my level of success is not measured by these grades. So mic drop. That's how I feel. I got a I got a question for you. Okay. So so working, you know, working as a first grade teacher, you're working with a lot of kids and I don't know what the the generation of the kids that you work with are named cuz what they're 7 years old, so they're born in 2015. I don't know what generation that is. Yeah, I don't know if that's Gen Z. I don't know. But but um, you know, I feel like for at least the last couple years to like five years there have been unlimited complaints about the education system yet we've seen little to no change in things like standardized testing in what you know certain thresholds are and it's like every single industry in the on the globe is progressing and modernizing whether it's retail whether it's environmental whether it's social everything is progressing everything is is becoming digitalized and everything is adapting to the new world but it seems like nothing is changing with education so is it just like are are the people in charge of everything just lazy do they just like i don't know how education was run in like 30 years ago is it like I just don't know why things are not changing. And it's like, you you are working with six-year-olds. So, like, is there any change when, like, you were six and what these six-year-olds are being taught now? I mean, now these tests are optional, but they still word it in a way where it seems like if you do opt out of taking these tests or, like, if the parents opt out of taking these tests, it's kind of like you're doing them wrong so a lot of people still feel forced to make them make their children take these tests so honestly not much has changed because these tests do lead to like funding it leads to um the district or the country to see how much what their place is in the education system and it leads to so many different things so honestly in my perspective things have not changed it is still very stressful I think another thing that has changed is that they have more time. So back in the day when we were taking these tests, it was very nerve wracking because we had like, what, three hours to take a test or whatever the time was. But now they have the whole day or even more than just that one day. So they're not limited. They have more time Mm -hmm. to think. But that also, I realize, has made students feel anxious because they feel like, oh, now that time is limited. I can think much deeper and overthink on these questions. And so they're just much more anxious. So it's 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 really, there's pros and cons to it all. But in my opinion, I think we should really get rid of all these testing. It's just also like on top of that, especially if your parents did not come from a rich background, they are probably not able to afford all of the resources that you need to succeed, right? So especially if you live in a poor community, you probably don't have the SAT prep. You probably don't have that extra class after school. You don't have that extra resource. And that's making you feel less smart because you just don't have those privileges like other students who live in richer neighborhoods, right? So there's so many different factors in it. And it's just really, really sad how we've gone through it too. But 
on another level, right? Because people of color and South Asians just deal with it differently. Education is viewed differently. It's weighed heavier. So, yeah. Hmm. What's your experience, buddy? Oh, you just finished your second to last semester of college. What's going on? Oh, man. I mean, I don't How know. How we feeling? How we feeling? Come on, speak. I'm a, I mean, there's no point in me explaining why I'm feeling if people don't understand the background, you know. And and I don't want to get into a, a big rant session, but essentially um, We got time. I have a I have a I have a very toxic relationship with school um with the education system. Um for for the people that know me, you know, I the people that know me know I've I've always done really poorly in school and I always tried to mask it like I'm doing pretty good. I never was. I never really was. My mom gets upset when I talk about the reality of my educational background, but it's I'm just speaking my truth, you know. I haven't done good in school since the 7th grade. You know, I think in 7th grade was when I got my first C and I got it and I was like, "Damn, I I guess it won't hurt if I just get another one and then like I would get another one and be like oh man like uh, oh well you know so it's like I've always done really poorly in school and you know I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that and a lot of people can relate to the fact that like they don't they probably don't know why they've always done bad in school there are so many things that could be involved you know whether you want to go external and say that like there was a lot of stuff going on at home, you weren't giving the time or space to really lock in and try to really prioritize what's important and really prioritize your grades because you had to prioritize your attention somewhere else. Or if you want to go like internal and say, um, school was never meant for me. I'm a creative. I have an artistic soul, an artistic mind, and I'm unable to process or care about things that have bring no interest to me and bring no value to me i am incapable of giving them any sort of attention like i i felt i felt both of those i felt a lot of things and i still battle with just like the conflict of not knowing why i did so bad you know i i had a 1.6 in my junior year of high school i was very close to not graduating high school I only got admitted to the community college in my city, which has a ninety-eight point a 98% acceptance rate. If I didn't get admitted, I'm literally just a, 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 a spectacle of dust. You know, that that's, that's literally like what I am. I'm literally, I'm literally a tadpole. Like you, 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 you have to be an inanimate object to not get accepted to, to this school. I, I, my God. Um, and even like I went to the school and whatever, like I'm going to fast forward and say I'm in my sixth year at UCF right now. I graduate next semester. I just finished my spring semester and it was, uh, it was the first time where, uh, where I didn't, I I didn't worry, you know, like, of course you're always going to worry about what your grades are. But, um, towards the end of the semester, I realized that like, all my, I was in a good standing in all my classes and there was only one class that there was like a, a potential I would fail if I like absolutely bombed the, the final. I, every other class, I was I was fine, you know, and like um, there's one thing that, that I want to bring up that I talked to my friend Soham about um, where I was just kind of saying like, you know, I, I feel like I'm like the freshman in 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 like uh, in the senior class right now in in that like a lot of the things that college kids did in their last couple years in class i never did because i always separated myself and the person that i am at ucf i never really made it the same person cuz i just i don't know i hated school so much i was just like when i'm in school i don't like i'm just a different person i'm not equating that to who I really am because everything about school just pissed me off. I didn't want to be associated with associated with it at all. So, um, you know, I never checked my grades. You know, there, there were semesters where I didn't know what I had in my class until the last week. I was just like, damn, let me just see if I'm passing. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not passing. Sometimes I'm not, you know, I never knew the names of my professors. Even, you know, I never knew the names of my classes 
Like if somebody asked me, you know, in class, like, oh, what other classes are you taking? I couldn't name off the top of my head because I literally just didn't know. I would have to like enter my database and see what other classes I'm taking. And I say that all to say right now in this semester, it was the first semester where I was really able to uh, to pertain in school gossip. You know, school <laughs> gossip where like school it's your first jargon. It's your first day at class, you know, you, you guys walk in and, and you start talking to some people and you're like, oh, like, what's up? My name is this, this. You're like, yeah, I'm a senior. And uh, oh, like, what class are you taking? Oh, I'm taking that too. Do you have this professor? Oh, my God. Like, what what do you think about like the first quiz? What? Like, I was never able to in, engage in that sort of conversation because I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know anything. Like, I didn't know where the library was. Like, I, I might call it. Somebody asked me where's the library. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And this is the first semester where, like, I'm literally, like, a five-year-old running around, like, talking to my students or talking to my classmates, like, oh, like, look what I got in this class. Like, oh, my God, what class do you think? Oh, I'm taking it like, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, yo, chill out. And I'm just like, that's why I literally feel like a five-year-old in, like, these cl- in, like this class full of, like, fifth graders because I'm just so excited because the first time that I'm really engaging myself in school. I'm rambling. I'm so sorry. No, but you deserve I, it. My What I'm trying to say is... um. I've I've had a really negative experience with school. I have one more semester left. Um and and I don't really know how to feel about it, but I do know that um I recently talked to um uh a an a TikTok mutual I've had for a while. His name's Adit and um he he feels the same way that I do. Um where he feels like he's too creative in the head to really focus on anything school related. So um, I, I get it. I, I just I'm said that all for people who are probably going through that same thing. School sucks and, and g- gaining a strong relationship with it is so difficult. But I, yeah, I don't know. Well, first, if you guys are listening to this episode and you're up to this part, please wish Mashun a happy, happy congratulations uh. for passing all his classes this semester and just being so close. Mashun worked really, really hard in school and it is not easy for everyone to just get good grades especially while he was working full-time he was taking six full-time classes he was going back and forth from campus back to work back to his parents house back to his apartment and it's just a lot of work so if you are not doing well in school and you can relate please just wish him a congrats i also made him a plus balloons last semester (laughs) even though he didn't even get he didn't get a pluses But yeah, please wish him congratulations. Um, On top of that, I feel like it's really hard for a lot of students to focus on school because first, they don't really relate to it. You know, they have more of a creative mind. Maybe they just don't find the things that they're learning in school to be useful in real life. But on top of that, I wish more people took into account that there could be so much conflict at home going on that you just have to focus more your attention focus more of your attention on and you just don't have the the comfortable space to just study and focus on school you know there's so many factors to not doing well in school to not graduating college on time to not doing this and that because maybe you have to support your parents by working early maybe you have to take care of your mom take care of your dad because their mental health is suffering or they're just fighting all the time and there's just so many factors people want to just look at your outside um personality or what you've accomplished from the outside but they don't want to take into account that there might be a lot of interior things going on behind the scenes that have prevented you from getting to where you want to be or where other people want you to get to be or other where other people want you to be you know and it's just it makes me sad because there's just so many different reasons you know and that kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, something else, something else that we kind of want to talk about is just, uh, you know, the overall ref- like the, the stigma behind or the stigma with education in the South Asian community. And I think about what you just said. I think about it a lot as in um, I had a lot going on at home and I wasn't really given the opportunity to put too much emphasis on my schooling because I was just worried about other things. But I just think how like. A lot of kids our age or like a lot of young adults our age have parents who always said, um, at least you have this. At least you have Mm. that. At least, you know, we did this for you. At least we gave you this. And um, 
it really just defames the the point or the narrative that like like we had so much going on to where we couldn't give that much focus onto school but i feel like um even even though i knew that that was always my truth i was really never able to practice or vocalize that because whenever i thought about it i was like instantly like no somebody has a worse somebody has a Mm worse you know and i got that from my parents just always telling me that somebody has a worse or some you know at least i have this or at least i have that and you know, there's pros and cons to having that mentality. The pro is you're always grateful and you always feel blessed. But the con is when bad things happen, you don't give it, you don't like, you don't give it the the right excuse. You always blame it on something that's a little bit more deep rooted and it ends up hurting you to right. where like, you know, the reason, the main reason why I couldn't perform well is, was because I couldn't give my time to school. But I, w- I feel like I wasn't allowed to really believe in that because I was just never like nobody ever told me that like my life was hard. I was always told that my life was really easy. But you know what else on top of that is, is that if you are suffering in school, if you feel like you aren't on the same level that you want to be or the level that your parents want you to be you feel this guilt because you know like for example in my case my parents moved to a very very high tax um, neighborhood for our school for our education and it was far beyond what they could afford and it was just a really good community for school, but it was very hard for us to live in this community because of how expensive it was. But I am very, very grateful for their sacrifices and how much they have given us. But it also makes you feel like, oh, shit, like they moved to this area. They are giving up this comfortable life that they left behind for us. They are paying so much money. So that means we have to do good in school. And then there's this pressure. And then on top of that, they also unintentionally put this pressure on you where they kind of hold it over over your heads, you know, they keep saying like, you know, we moved here, we made all these sacrifices for you, so that means you have to repay us by doing well in school, which honestly isn't too bad of a bargain, you know, they're just expecting you to do well in school in return for all of the, you know, the moving, everything that they've done for us, but it's just so difficult for people because they they're just holding us to such a high standard and it's just very hard to attain that sometimes, especially when they are comparing us to other people and we just aren't our own person. You know, it's, it's very difficult, especially if you are in high school and you're going through this very rough formative years in your life. It's just really hard to be your own person and to make your mistakes and to learn what you like because your whole worth is just equated to your grades. And it's it's so hard that like these duties are placed on like 13 year olds who are like just incapable of conceptualizing all of that pressure and all of that weight on their soldiers because like or shoulders because it's like like you said, we're not given the the opportunity to, to mess up. We're not given the opportunity to to make mistakes. You know, if we get a B you know, not for my circumstance, but there's so many kids who like, if they get one bad grade, what happens to them? You know, that, that kind of reminds me of how, just like a, a quick story time. When I was, when I was planning my pop-up, the, the place that I did my pop-up at, I've known the owner for, uh, for a long time, for like four or five years. And after I released my book, he told me, this was back in December, five months ago. He told me, he's like, yo, whenever you want a pop-up, I got you. You can do that at my place. And I didn't hit him up for like three months. Then back in March, I ran into him. I said, yo, I want to do a pop-up at your place. And he was like, cool. What about next Friday? I was like, I was like, cool. Like that, that works, blah, blah, blah. You know, didn't think about it twice. In the, in the coming days, I go visit the place um, just to check it out. And I'm talking to the girl that works there. Her name's Emma. I'm talking to Emma and we're just talking, whatever, talking about the pop-up. And Emma says... Um, oh, like, I'm really surprised that you're you're having it so soon. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, Ariel just kind of told me, like, he's like, yo, like, let's do it this day. And Emma was like, yeah, like, you know, we're backed up until August, right? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, we're, we literally have events 
planned until August. And I was like, then how did I get in? Like, how am I having my thing this week? And Emma was just like, because Ariel loves you. And and I think about that a lot because, like, he didn't tell me, you know, oh, like, we could do it next week. Like, I'm really booked up until August, but, like, I could get you in next week. He didn't say all that. All he said was, like, yo, I got you, you know? So I say that to say um, our, our parents do a lot for us, and it is a lot. So they do want the the attention and the appreciation and the recognition that they've done so much but you know when you're forcing a 13 year old to give you all of that it's a lot for them to to hold on to you know because our parents were always like we gave you we we brought you here so you could do this and i'm just 13 or 12 or 11 just trying to be a kid but now I got to worry about, you know, the the fact that my mother like and father traveled across the globe t- to get me here. It's a lot for us to think about, you know? Yeah, it's it's a lot to put on your shoulders, especially when these parents are enforcing a certain career path on you from literally like age eight, like elementary school. Oh, you have to be an engineer, or doctor, lawyer when you grow up. And it's so sweet. I'm so glad that my baby cousin has an older sister like me Mm -hmm. because she's eight years old and she always tells me and she always texts me she goes apu when i grow up i want to be an artist and i want to sell my art online and i want to make my designs Mm -hmm. and it's just i feel like if we all had healthy forms of representation to just tell us that we can accomplish our goals we can accomplish our dreams that our dreams aren't too big we just would have been in such a better place. We never had healthy forms of media and it just really drove us away from pursuing the things that we wanted to pursue. And it makes me sad because there are so many people in college, even people who are working full-time jobs post-graduation who have chosen jobs that they are not happy with. They've chosen that job because of their parents And I just wish they were able to foster that child self, that child dream. And I don't know. I feel like it it really hurts me because there are so many people in in such, you know, horrible places sometimes. At the same time, that's kind of what uh, makes me hopeful and excited about the future generation. Because I think the difference was for us, for people our age, we had to go to school and we had to fight for the the recognition that we're capable to have big dreams you know we're allowed to dream big we have to fight for that we couldn't just decide one day that we want to do something really big and start pursuing it we had to fight every day to like be allowed the opportunity to reach these goals whereas mm-hmm. the next generation like once they like like they they're not going to have to go they're not going to have to go to school they're not going to have to fight for the opportunity to dream because like now it like we understand that like it it's okay f- to dream early it's it's normal right. to dream early and it's better if you start early make your mistakes early don't make your mistakes when you're 24 and 25 right. and 26 like start earlier and and that's why i'm so excited for like my little cousin's 17 and i like i know that he wants to go to college but i know if he didn't want to go to college or wants to start practicing something else earlier i knew that i can help him now and i knew that he would have the opportunity to go now but like you said mm-hmm. it, it does suck that you know we were on like the tail end of it to where like you know now we're we're 23 and like the two of us are just kind of like yeah, we're going to have degrees. You're about to have your masters, which we got to talk about. The little <laughs> little little intermission. Uh. Miss Mahu Miss Labyrinth of Khan is getting her masters <laughs> in Stop people are going to think that's my middle name. <laughs> it is. It's not. It's part of me now. Uh, you're getting your master's degree. You're getting master's in childhood education. You're going to be teaching small little putlis about you know social sciences and and addition Mm. and subtraction and i'm so proud of you i i'm I'm coming up for your graduation did you guys know that she doesn't know when her graduation is y'all it's not that i don't know they just didn't tell us listen her graduation is this month (laughs) i think yeah i don't know we don't know we don't know true it might be they just didn't give us a date 
Anyways, um, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk now. All right. Well. I'll, I'll grab the torch. But it makes me think about how when I was in high school, I was very focused on the arts. You know, I was in college or AP level art classes. I was in AP level social studies. I was in AP English. I was not very strong with the math, with the science. I wasn't. That was not yeah, my strongest I know. suit. I know. Trust me. I don't guys. know what he knows. Goodness but, and it was very difficult because my brother, on the other hand, was very strong with the model UN, the AP science, AP math, all that, right? And it was very sad and very hard on me when my parents used to compare me to my little brother. And if you guys know, comparison is the worst thing ever, especially when you're young. You feel like you're worthless. You feel like you're never going to get smarter. And it doesn't help you in the way that your parents think that it's going to motivate you. You know, it kind yeah. of just makes you want to crawl in a hole. So anyway, I was always compared, especially to my brother, and also, like, to my best friend in the community, my, you know, my Bangladeshi best friend, other girls in the community, other people in the community. And it's just very, very hard, you know? So I did not do that well in high school. When I say that well, I did a lot better than people who are, you know, failing or, like, getting bad grades. What are you trying but, to say? Why do you, why do you smile at me when you said that? No, because I say, thought huh? you were about to say something. Because when I say I wasn't doing well, I mean in comparison to the very, very, very like valedictorian top 20 people in my class who had 100 averages, 103 for the, some of them had 104. What, what, like what seat were you? What, what, what seat were you? No, I was doing pretty bad, actually. In were a class you, of like 300 or something. Oh. Let me tell you, this is the ratio. I had a, like an 87 average. I was 200 something out of 300 something students. I was not doing well in comparison to everyone else, even though I had an average of like an 87, which isn't bad. Mm. I got accepted to all the colleges, but mostly um, the CUNYs. And I don't know why, but my parents also made me apply to private universities, even though we couldn't really afford it. And that just shows you how like, despite the fact, if you can't afford it or not, your parents, you know, they want to give you everything. They want to pay for your college regardless of how much it takes out of them right but it's the fact that they want you to go to a better or a more expensive university because they think that that's going to give them bragging rights it's going to elevate their status in the community even if that school isn't necessarily better than a low like a community college or like a cuny or a smaller scale school you know and that's why I feel, I mean, not to not to judge you if you are going to a bigger, like 100K a year type of school, but I feel like, honestly, you can get a very good education in a CUNY or a community college and it's worth your money and you're not going to be in debt and have, you know, all this, all these loans you have to pay off. But anyway, I ended up going to CUNY. I, when I went to my college for undergrad, I was very unsure about what I wanted to pursue. It's such a sick, sick expectation for you as a teenager or a young adult to just know what you want to do for the rest of your life. I think that is sick in the head. Mm. So I went into college with a pre-nursing um, program decision. Right. So I did that for like a semester. Didn't like it. Didn't think it was for me. Then I ended up changing to marketing. Then I think I also changed to nursing. No, I forgot. I forgot. I just changed so many times. I don't even know what I did. So I changed a few times and I was unsure about all of those de decisions. My parents were also not supportive because, you know, at the end of the day, it's about how much money you can make. And I finally ended up choosing childhood education and English, right? So I ended up graduating with a English major in undergrad and a minor in biology with a 3.5 GPA. And this was very big for me because when I first started undergrad, I was not doing well. I had a two point something average or a GPA and I was unsure with my majors. I just didn't know my direction in life. I was also very depressed. I was not doing any art because my parents didn't support it. I didn't know how to just, you know, bring my life into motion. I didn't know what my path was. And I also didn't really care about school because of how dumb I felt in comparison to everyone else, you know? So fast forward, I finally had a little switch in my head. I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to use these haters as my motivation to succeed. So therefore, I went hard, changed my major to something that I was actually passionate about, regardless of my parents not being as supportive. They finally actually got on board. I really had to convince them. I refused to take no as an answer. I refused to fall for any guilt tripping. And then I graduated early. So I graduated undergrad early. I got all A's for like three semesters straight. I worked my ass off. I remember one semester, I was taking 19 credits or 21 credits. I was taking seven classes and I was working a full-time job. So I just went hard because I started equating my success to how productive I was. And I think that is due to how my parents raised me and the comparison and just me not feeling like I'm good enough. But then it ended up just being like a competition with myself. And I went into master's right after. So it just shows you how we just we're just in constant drive mode, you know, even though I didn't really have to do master's right after undergrad. I mean, I didn't even have to do master's at all. I ended up going right after undergrad in the middle of a pandemic because I just thought that that was the next step to make them proud, to make them feel like I was successful and even make myself feel successful, you know, and it's just crazy that we're so close to finishing and I still feel like I have to get a 4.0 in my cumulative GPA to feel like I've made it. So how do you feel now knowing that uh, you're about to about to finish your master's? You know, it's actually crazy. I have literally been in school for like 17 plus years with no break, especially with the workload that I'm doing. Now that I'm finishing my master's, before the age of 24, by the way, honestly, I'm thinking about my next step on what else I have to do hmm. to make my parents proud because I feel like it's this perpetual state where you just have to continue and continue to just overdo what you did last time and just continue being more and more successful. So I'm just trying to think, like, what's my next move? You know, mm. do I get a PhD? No. <laughs> Imagine I get Please a doctor, do Dr. Khan. Don't do any of that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. My parents think I am, though. Do you... uh? Do you, do you think your your parents will finally uh, be satisfied after you get your master's? You know what? I don't know what the the level of satisfaction is, but I truly will not rest and I truly will not feel successful until I can provide for my parents. So at the end of the day, yes, it is very annoying and very, very paralyzing when your parents uh, compare you and make you feel lesser than because they're putting all this pressure on you and they just make you feel stupid and they keep putting their sacrifices over your shoulders. But the, at the end of the day, even if it is wearing you down, I feel like the end goal is always to support your parents and to take care of them, no matter how much trauma you have regarding them. Hmm. And I think that's a child of an immigrant struggle slash mentality. I don't know, not speaking for everyone. You know, it's weird, but you know, there's like a lot of white people and even some people I know that are not white, where if their parents or if they buy something for their parents or if they pay their bill or like something, they expect the parents to pay them back. Yeah. I would never ask my parents to pay me back for anything. I mean, obviously, if it's like your parents are borrowing like $30,000 from you or something or like $10,000 from you or something, you know? And if you don't have that money and you're doing it. But it's like, I would never ask my parents for cash back or money back. Yeah, I uh, I never have. And yeah, I don't know. White people just piss me off. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I'm I'm working on my kindness, you know? Finally. You think I'm Guys, I've been okay? drinking this tea for the first time in so long. I'm very lazy when it comes to making anything, especially at mm. nighttime when I'm working. Because I don't know what's in the air, but my first graders have been acting up. 
My voice has been elevating. I'm getting that sore throat. All right, so now we're moving on to the advice slash question slash response segment of our episode. As you know, it goes like that. If you want to follow us on Difficultish on Instagram, you can send you in. You said our, that you literally said that backwards. Like first, you, you can send in your own stories. You That's can not true. Your, Don't send you in your send own in your, story at all. Your experiences. You can send in your questions that you want advice on, any concerns, how much you love us on our podcast. So you should just follow us on Difficultish. In addition to that. You should also rate us on Spotify. It is simply just the star button. Click five because you love us. Or if you really want to take that step forward and really support Mushnoon and Mahua, you can go on Apple Podcasts if you have a MacBook or if you have an Apple phone. You can just click podcast. It comes simply with the iPhone and the MacBook. And just type in difficult dish and just write a beautiful review to make a Make a smile. Hmm. Make a smile. <laughs> Make a I, smile. I, I got one for you. For you, Miss Mahua Labyrinth. Alright, I got one. Um it's worded a little funny, but I'll just rephrase it. Basically saying that like this person wished their parents took their own education more seriously or took their own career more seriously instead of just putting all of their faith and dependency on like their kids. You know what? I realized that a lot of parents just assume that their kids are exactly like them or exact mirrors of them. And while that is true, you know, obviously we have very strong genetics from our parents and we are similar to them. We are not exactly like our parents, you know, and it's very difficult because a lot of them push their aspirations and their broken dreams onto their kids. And they expect them to go so much further in life because they weren't able to. And I feel like that just makes you so separated from who you actually are. It connects you to your parents, even if you aren't like that, even if you have your own dreams and aspirations. And it's very frustrating to find your own identity when it's connected to your parents' hopes and dreams. You know, like when I graduate, I am going to feel very euphoric. I'm going to feel very happy. And I'm also going to love the expression and emotion on my parents' face because, you know, they've always wanted me to graduate with my master's. I'm going to be the first Bangladeshi first-gen person in my family to do that. But it also feel feels like, I mean, and I'm not really complaining because I, I've always wanted to do this. Since my mom couldn't graduate from the same college that I go to now, and because she got pregnant with me, it feels like it is my legacy or my my lifelong dream to fulfill that dream of hers, you know? So it feels like when I graduate, she's also in some way graduating, right? And I'm like completing it for her. So it's just, it's difficult when your identity is is connected to your parents, you know? But it's also kind of blissful, you know, because they are as happy and as proud of you as you are for yourself so it's it's a double-edged sword the next question i got is i was an a plus student regularly or sorry i was an a plus student regularly reaching burnout my parents would celebrate this and reinforce uni hustle culture i had to teach myself to put my well-being before grades i will i will know a plus student but I was definitely reaching burnout a lot when it came to school, especially this semester. I went absolutely berserk this semester and I definitely didn't put my well-being before my grades. And I think it's difficult for me to to do that in the first place with anything. But um, I think when parents see you doing well in school, constantly coming home with A's, and even on the other side, if you don't do well in school and you're constantly failing classes or you're constantly doing badly or poorly on tests, they expect this from you forever. So if you are an A-plus student, they're going to expect that from you until you graduate from school and college. And if you are constantly failing, they expect you to be a disappointment and a failure. And it's really hard to get out of that box because they have this idea of you, even if you are 
changing or if you want to change after college or after high school, whatever it is, even if you are doing well in high school and then you're suddenly not doing as well in college because it's a whole different environment, the subject matter is just not as easy anymore, they just see you as dumb even though you've been, you know, successful your whole life. But, and on on top of that, it's like you don't really get any positive reinforcement if you are doing well. So if you're constantly getting A's and hundreds, you get to this point of burnout because your parents are constantly expecting it from you at this point. They already think you're so smart naturally. And it's just like an everyday thing. You know, you don't get any reward for it. So it feels like it's just you have to continuously do well in school. There's no benefit for it. And it's just very, very hard to put up with that for years and years and years. So take a rest. Don't put your whole worth with your grades because at the end of the day where we are in life is not related to our grades at all i can tell you right now that my success is not related to my grades who where i thought i would be five years ago is nowhere close to what i want to be in a good way and it's i don't know it's just crazy i feel like now we're in a society where college is not as important as it needs to be there's so many different ways of learning whether it be networking whether it be the internet whether it just be courses that you're taking that aren't related to your degree but there's just a lot of different methods so don't put your weight on grades um i got one more and i really like this one because it's very true uh Parents want me to study but not work. So what's the point of it, to be honest? This is something that I think about a lot because, uh, you know, I just uh, I think about how, like, our parents want us to go to the best university, um, the most prestigious one, which is correlated to the most expensive one. Um, they want us to absolutely drown ourselves in student loans. They don't care how many student loans we take. And after we graduate, they don't care to really try to understand how difficult it is to get a job without any sort of experience. And I talked to this. I talked to my mom uh, a lot about this. And my mom's just like, oh, like, you know, just just quit your job for the last semester just so you could fully focus on school. And I'm like, mom, there's like me quitting my job just to finish school is going to backtrack me because. I'm going to have to restart a job when the job I already have right now is fine. But she's like, at least you can graduate. And I'm just like, w- like, why do our parents separate graduating and have a degree with like the pr- the actual action of having a job and making money? It's like they only care about what degree you have from what school it is. They don't care about what you work as unless they can say you're a doctor. Unless they can say you're a doctor, they don't. They really don't care to know what your job is. They're just like, they just want to know what degree you have and where it's from. And it's like, how do we get our parents to realize that like, life doesn't end after school? Like, it's not like we graduate. All right, like, time to you know, like, no, you unfortunately have another three fourths of your life to live. You know, so I think about this a lot. I don't know why our parents are like this. They should put more emphasis on what the job is. Why does it care? Why does it matter when you went to school? Why? It matters what your job is. It doesn't matter where you went to school. It literally does not facts. matter. He's spitting facts. It's like facts. If, if I went to a community college but ended up as a CEO and somebody who got like their master's at the University of Florida is just working on like the front line, you're going to tell me that they're given more notoriety than I am? No, because I'm the CEO. But if you, if we backtrack back to college, I'm going to look like a little shrimp tadpole next to him. <laughs> Stop with the the seafood. I don't <laughs> know. I think tadpole. about this a lot. I agree. I think it's so annoying. Um, I'm, My mom does this a lot. And it's just, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I think it's also like a combo of them just not wanting to, wanting you to suffer that much. They just don't want you to be working and having the pressure of work and school and all these different things on your head so it's them like just executing in the wrong way they have the right intention but it's just them just you know prioritizing the wrong thing i think working 40 to 50 hours a week at a job 
is nowhere near as hard as you know go like going to a very prestigious difficult university for four to five years instead like why do parents think that school is easy you know true parents love to tell their companions how much their kid is working and how hard their kid is going but they really don't actually give the own kid the appreciation of like oh i know this is really hard for you it's like no like oh you got you got a you got a you got whatever good job but it's like they don't they don't care to know how hard the school is it's like whatever bro all right we spit some fire on this episode you got any 10 second advice i really don't come on you because i went first last time no no you think about it what about you should i sit there twiddle your fingers drink your tea uh make your own coffee instead of buying your coffee come on buddy oh i've been telling you that yeah guys wish me a happy teachers appreciation week (laughs) it's gonna be over when they hear this um my advice is if you have the privilege to i mean a lot of you guys probably do not considering you can't even work or leave your house but If you have the privilege to, please take a break by going on a solo trip or doing something that you deserve that you've been pushing off. Mashun just booked his first solo trip. I also want to book my own solo trip. I just feel like it's a very good reflection time when you have been working so hard and you feel like you don't deserve it. It's a whole other child of an immigrant struggle where you just constantly work, work, work constantly get overworked and burnt out and then you do it more and more because you feel like you don't deserve to relax and take a break but at the end of the day you just need to recharge and get a different perspective on things we are not machines so take that break yeah take it yeah cool listening to the thank you guys for listening to the podcast rate us a five follow us on everywhere it's difficultish instagram.com slash difficultish 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 Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Allah Hafiz.